Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Carey, alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena. Discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. It's all it's all coming to an end, Nick. It's been so long. I don't even, I, I'm scared, not because of what we're going to figure out, which is the best movie of 2001. I'm excited about that, but I'm scared because I don't know who I am when I'm not talking about movies from 2001. Yeah, yeah no, my the fact that this has taken up a month of our lives is like that's real time like, <laughs> i don't know real. why that's like bothering me but that's real time we guys spent. we're recording the final four and it comes out in two days right like like this is legit time that we put into this bracket right we started this probably late january and it is now late february and this is all cody and i have talked about dude like imagine if you have a text thread with your best friend the person you send all your memes to the person you ask for their recipes to the person you check in with because like hey i'm just not having a good day could you could you call me could you tell me something we have done none of that because <laughs> all of our conversations just stem around movies four, four from to five days of it, we're just arguing about monsters inc and shrek we're not going to relitigate no, no no i'm just saying but this has been a defining moment like Nick, we might need to get a tattoo of whatever movie went. For real. I like it's one of those things where it's like you and you forget too. I mean, we've said so many times, we forget what we say. So I forgot how mad I was about certain things. And then I hear him, and then I listen to it to make you know the post. And I'm like, this fucking idiot. So then I gotta yell at him again. I gotta <laughs> send him some like you're a fucking idiot text. And it has been it's been a journey. Uh, something that, you know, I, I, I hope you've all enjoyed it. I, this isn't going to happen. next season will be a traditional sweet 16, but it is something that, uh, I, I have enjoyed and hated. Yes. Much like, much like a journey to Mordor to kind of bring it back to what we're talking about here. (laughs) We're talking about the best movie of 2001. We have gone through 32 movies. And here we are in the final four where we have the nine seed Spirited Away going up against the 13 seed Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. On the other side of the bracket, we have the 23 seed Monsters, Inc. going up against the 22 seed Beautiful, A Beautiful Mind. Cody, where do you want to begin? I want to begin just off the top saying they all these movies were very good. This was... That's enjoyable. an interesting place to start, but that's fine. I just wanted to get it out there. They were all very good. I enjoyed I'm just saying there's no dogs. There was no I, movie I watched. Like, yeah, this, is, I, this one huffs stuff. But let's start I, with Spirited Away, Lord of the Rings. Okay. Nick, this was your first experience with Spirited Away. And it was my wife's first experience with Lord of the Rings. No way. Yeah, dude. Did she just, how did she skip it? I, I don't know, man. I didn't get it. We, we don't have time to get to that was, rabbit hole. Like, there was college and stuff that happened there. She's been hung over. I've been around Catherine hungover. And I feel like Lord of the Rings, here's the thing that I realize about Lord of the Rings. And we'll, we'll talk about Spirit Away. But Lord of the Rings, especially the first movie, is maybe the greatest hangover movie that's ever been created. Because it is a movie... <laughs> That you can fall in and out of. You can kind of take a little nap, come back. And it's not that things haven't happened. It's just that whatever's happening at that moment is so dope that you're like brought back. Like, nice. Oh, that's cool. I remember this shit. I don't know how it would be if you've never seen it. It doesn't work. But once you've already seen it and you're hungover, 
now you know that you've got three hours of programming ahead of you. Cause that's part, right. Part of being hungover, you're, you're sitting here trying to watch a show that, you know, or, or maybe watch a new show. Now, if I've got a, if I got a show that's going to take 22 minutes per episode, yeah, I'm locked in for 10 episodes. That's a lot. That's a lot of episodes to cover the same time that is covered by Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings does a good job. The problem I have with Lord of the Rings, I, I, I acknowledge that you're hangover thing. Lord of the Rings is not, it, it's a great movie, but is it a great movie standalone? If you just take Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring and get rid of the sequels, the movie, I don't know if it can, it's not, traditionally a great movie from front to end it, it ends on a really strong cliffhanger that doesn't feel good it doesn't have a resolved finish it kind of starts in media res it assumes a lot of the person watching the movie in what like in what, what i don't i feel like i disagree i feel like as someone who's not a tolkien head a token tolkien i yes. think is what they call themselves i without did... the last two movies though at the end of the sure, movie, sure. if you really in think a, about it, if you get rid of the sequels, nothing actually fucking happens in Lord of the Rings. But that's but that's also, I guess, and I and I hear what you're saying. I don't want to disagree with you and, and like completely discount what you're talking about. Where it's like, if because and also too, like, and we talked about this, like we're, it is, we're trying it, to think of the best movie of 2001, Nick, not the best trilogy of movies that started in 2001. No, but I'm saying, like, I mean, part of me is like, A, it is a beautiful movie. Like, oh yeah. The act, you can't knock the acting. You can't knock the direct, like the actual cinematography. This thing is a walking advertisement for New Zealand, right? <laughs> you are just it there makes you like, want to go. That's true. All it does is you're like, all of this was in, oh, we should get to New Zealand. And then, so, but I hear what you're saying that like, without the next two movies, if this was a standalone, this would, you know, and we knew at the time we did, or I guess, sorry, we didn't know that we were, that they had already filmed. Two Towers and Return of the King are in the can. Yeah, those exactly. Films, Without those the are books, done. we have no knowledge that there's two them. other movies. Right. So in a world where we don't have that, sure. I can agree that it's not how you should do a movie. I would also say the thing, my biggest problem with Lord of the Rings was that now I'm so, I would just say Game of Thrones brained that this felt like I almost wanted the miniseries. I wanted this as a as like an eight part. Nick, 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 sh shut up, shit. If you say it one more time for a miniseries, they will do it and it'll suck. This is, you're invoking dark magics right But now. here's the thing, it's like, they haven't though. And I don't know why, like, this is where capitalism, where I get weird about capitalism. Cause I'm like, we should already have a Harry Potter full series television show. Yeah, we there's, should. There's so much that gets cut out of the Harry Potter books to make them a movie that that should be a TV show, right? But it's not, and I don't, and I, I mean, and obviously we'll make anything with Harry Potter. It doesn't fuck like no one cares J.K. Rollins opinion. So yeah. they're going to make it. So it's wild. And also too, I know there's something about how the rights to these, because that's why Amazon can only make their like power of the ring show, which has like to do with like the scribbles of J.R. Tolkien, <laughs> like what he wrote on napkins and stuff. And was like, I don't know, man, maybe the elves are like, here's what the elves did with the ring. I don't know, man. I'm just kind of freestyling on the, on the <laughs> yeah, beat exactly. right now. I the reason, reason I haven't put this in a book is because it's not canon. And Amazon's like, but we can make it canon. And he's yeah, like, well, I don't, I don't fucking want that. But that's all they have the rights to. So yeah. like, that's the thing is it's like, there's something weird there that I don't fully understand why and how. Well, you've got to think of it this way too. They must be, they're going to make a new Lord of the Rings franchise thing at some point because they got to re-up on those copyrights. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
look forward to that. Spirited Away, Nick. How was your journey through Miyazaki's Timeless Classic? It it was it was a delight. I mean, just front to back, the animation is just so incredible. You you know, especially now that we just are so far removed from hand drawn animation that to see the little like flourishes that they do to kind of almost like I feel like they're stunning on you a little bit. <laughs> like there's a scene, there's multiple times where the entire person's body shivers and has waves running through it. Oh yeah, and, the stink monster and shit. Yeah. Right. And so that's incredibly difficult. <laughs> like <laughs> like just think about like it, it once again everyone remember hand drawn stuff is like if you watch something, usually they're running what like 24 frames a second. Yeah. So they have to hand draw 24. I mean, that's for one second. So you're probably assuming that it's like a, maybe it's like a two second gag. It's 48 individual drawings where you're making sure that this wave line is slightly more up than the last time you did it. <laughs> and it's insane. Like you're just like, oh, we wouldn't do. We just don't do that. But they did. And so there's a beauty to it. I found the story. I mean, the story is is actually pretty. It's insane, but it's also pretty like easy. Like, oh, yeah, it's easy to understand, but also it kind of just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and like and the in, the the inciting incident is right out the gate. They're like, all right, let's go, and yep. you kind of start at like sixty miles an hour, which is fine. yeah. You, you and and the thing I do like about it is that it is not it trusts that its audience is smart and doesn't need you to be handheld or explain like why is there a spirit world. Why would you have a bathhouse in the spirit world? Like it's stuff that happens now where I just feel like we're just so talked down to as an audience that and everything needs exposition. And I enjoy just having like, no, man, this is the way this world works. You're either on board or you're fucking off. Like (laughs) get on. Both of the movies kind of did that. Both of the movies don't hold your hand in explaining anything. No Lord of the Rings. Like he shows up as Strider. They trust him that you, it's just all action, all action, all action. They show rather than tell, which I like. Dude, the thing about Lord of the Rings that just blew me away, though, because like if I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about like, okay, what happened in the three different movies, right? I completely forgot that we have the Balrog. And then you think that's the end of the movie. That's not the end of the movie. We still got to go. This movie starts at like almost zero miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, it if it does. isn't for the fact that Gandalf shows up and like he kind of brings a little bit of heat, this movie crawls in the beginning, like first hour. Honestly, there's a point around like the first hour where it kind of ends with them starting the journey of walking. You're like, oh, damn, is this movie over? <laughs> Did it start? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't know. Was that the ep- was that the prologue? Was that or are we done here? Like it could have been either or. And then all of a sudden it's like, Here's a million events, which is compared to, and we talked about this a little bit, but like, especially compared to Two Towers and Return of the King, where those, they don't feel like they're trying to cram as much in. It almost feels like they did like one and a half. I don't, and I don't actually know. I I haven't read the books, y'all. It almost feels (laughs) like they were cramming like one and a half books into this one. So that way they could just focus on the dope shit that happened. Like the, cause two towers is like Mount doom mostly. And then no, it's about, about how the books are. I did read the books. The, the, okay. Lord of the Rings would have ended right out the gate. If I don't know why Frodo didn't just tell his boys, Mary and Pippin that he can't don't call him Frodo Baggins. He never said they were walking for days. And at no point was he like, yo, I'm on the DL by the way. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm trying up. to keep it real. Like, 
So I, like, just do not say my name because right out the gate, the first thing he does when he gets to a bar is like, oh, that's Frodo Baggins right there. Oh yeah. You mean my boy? You mean the one with the magical ring that lives in the Shire? Yeah, that's he's, right, he's literally right there. I'm he's so he's right here. That's crazy. You guys asked about him because he is in your bar right he's now. So small. You could kill him like easy. Yeah. All of us. We're like children compared to you. You could cut our throats and we don't even be able to do anything about it. It does. Lord of the Rings definitely like it does beg that question the whole time you're watching it. And like, I get it. There's something about the hobbits that make them a little more pure. They aren't going to be as corruptible by the ring. But you're just sitting there like, we should give it to Aragorn, right? <laughs> like, No, Aragorn's man. afraid of it, man. He's like the bad, most biggest badass on the planet. Dude, and as soon as you show them the ring, he's like, nah, dog. I my favorite like thing in that movie, because it, it really only happens in this movie, because the rest of them, it's so... Frodo and Sam on their own, but the act of everyone putting their hand near the ring, like it's a fire and just seeing how close they can get to touching the fire without it. Like it would be one thing if the item was a sword, right? If it was a sword that they, that you had to carry and it had all the power of it, right? Like it's a, it's the, it, you don't, you just have to point it at an enemy and they die. It's so powerful of a sword. That would be one thing. But when it's like a tiny little baby ring, it's so funny to watch people be afraid of it. <laughs> I also like, it's the one time Tolkien was like, oh, the elves aren't exactly, because elves are what? They live forever. They're super sexy. All of them, every elf bang. So horny. For, they all so got horny swords. For elves. They all got bows. They all got magic. Giant wang dangs. The perfect bodies. But they, they, they can't touch the ring. They can't are you kidding me? And then the thing, the thing that was hard about the, about watching it now, right? It's 2001. A, I would ask that Peter Jackson, hey, you can go back and update some of those graphics. It's uh, it's okay. George Lucas did it. It's not that they're bad. They're, they hold up pretty well, but there are some where you're like, hey, man, I get it. It was 2000. You did the best you could with early CGI, right? We had just made a T-Rex five years ago. Yeah. So, like, you've got time. Like, it's fine. I'm just saying I would head back to the lab, redo it, because also there's a scene where – Gladriel, I think is her name, when she gets offered the ring and she goes nuts. Yeah. It's the worst. That's the like, worst CGI in the movie. The worst the CGI shirt. you've ever. It's so flat. Like, it looks like when, like, hey, it's y'all Scorpion remember. King. Well, do you all remember when, you know, you could, there were filters on your friend's iMac in photo booth. And so you all would like fuck around with that and have some fun and your face would get all like weird and contorted and kind of flat, but different colors. Same. Same. That is what they were using at that time for this thing and it just you're like that so it kind of like to me there's parts of it when i was watching it that i was like is it campy because it wants to be campy or is it campy because now the technology has moved so far past this point right i liked it when they you could tell a couple scenes where they were clearly using a doll to represent the hobbits like when they were tossing yes <laughs> but that's the that thing is sweet. like there's a part of it where i that's a part of it where i kind of believe like especially Epic fantasies like this just weren't made historically, right? Like we don't have, we can't point to a ton of examples of epic fantasy films being made. So part of the ones that did get made were kind of campy, kind of silly. And I do really like that element of Lord of the Rings that they, whether I, like I said, that's the hardest part I rap, r- grapple with is intentional or not. Here's the thing, Cody. What are, what are you going? I really like Spirited Away. I, it's very good. I really enjoyed it. I love that it is, it's one of them, it's a movie where whatever metaphor you want to find for aging 
or getting older, it there's a million of them. You just pick whichever one you want, right? Oh, the parents turn into pigs and the kid can't connect with them. Fuck it. That's exactly what it feels like, right? Yeah, like there's greed. A, there you go. Yeah, there's an there's a time in your life where you're no longer connecting to your parents, but you still want them to be around, but you just can't connect. There's friendship. I mean, like you said, there's, there's, there's found family, dragon. friendship. Yeah, it's yeah. all there. It has so much of it, and I really liked it. I are you upset there was no Balrog? I would I would have liked a Balrog. I would say no ma- the no face yeah. does a does a fun job of doing that for me at the end of the day. What's tough is we've spent so much time talking about Lord of the Rings that I, it is the movie. I think I want to move forward. I do feel that there was, there's something so incredibly special and important about it. I understand. I love, I love Lord of the, I love Lord of the Rings. I thought it was great. And it made me want to watch the other movies. Spirited Away will always hold a special place in my heart, but as a, I think Lord of the Rings just hit me different this time. And I really enjoyed it. I would say, I think what both of these movies did very well was make me want to watch whatever else is next, right? Yes. Like I've never watched any Miyazaki. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do the whole thing. We're just going to tear through all the Miyazaki movies because, yep, I trust you. This was great. The thing that I'll give Spirited Away, which now, because I always wondered this and I and now I'm like, oh, it was Spirited Away. Do you remember driving over bridges and someone would tell you to hold your breath? Yeah, we used to do that all the time. All the time. But I was like, why are we doing this? What what's the point of this? And now and watching it happen in Spirited Away, I was like, dude, someone just caught Spirited Away and was just like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it with my friends now. Like, fuck, yeah, with, I'm gonna fuck with my friends. Well, fuck right. with my friends. But man, it is. It sounds like we're gonna go Lord of the Rings. So I just want to give. I'm going Lord of the Rings. I'm I want to give Rings Spirited too. Away. Just way to go. If you haven't, go enjoy it. Go and just have a blast with it. It was just a delight. It's it was so, a good time. Yeah. It's so I, much I also fun. we'll get back. We'll get to it later. But Lord of the Rings. Great film too. Yeah, we got to lock in Lord of the Rings. Let's go. Okay, so next up we have a we have Monsters Inc. going up against a beautiful mind. Cody, I found it interesting because you said we picked four great movies. Yes, and I would say we picked three great movies and then one insane movie, one that I'm shocked is real, one that uh, defies. Like anything I know about how movies get made, I don't know a lot. I'm not a big time movie producer. Everybody, I'm not, but. I just, the thing I'll say is that A Beautiful Mind made me miss a time where just anything got made without justification. Nick, 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 Nick. <laughs> A Beautiful Mind's a true fucking story. It, it, it is and it isn't. Cause I, it is look, it I don't, I do want to, I did look up what, ha- what the, the, <laughs> the real story, you know, behind this. And we, we can talk about that later. So it is and it isn't. It was I, I apparently a the like the guy's biography came out a couple years prior to the movie, right? So Ron Howard reads it and is like, I'm gonna make this a movie. And then he yeah. Ron Howard's it, which I mean, this is one of those things where like I'm not good at noticing direction in a movie. I'm not good at picking out like, oh, this is clearly this shot only happens because Ron Howard's directing it or because Peter Jackson's directing it. Yeah. Otherwise, this shot never happens, right? And so in watching it, you're seeing certain, I'm seeing certain elements where I'm like, I'm either, I'm, I was conflicted that a good director made it because I almost wanted it to be held in the hands of a bad director <laughs> because this movie is wild. Like, because I, what Cody and I talked about, we'd already seen it, right? So yes. spoilers, we, I'm watching it knowing the twist is that he's schizophrenic, right? Yes. That he is 
Same. And I was other enjoying people. that. I was enjoying watching like, cause I did, couldn't remember who was real, who was fake. It was blast. Right. And so that part's interesting because I'm like, okay, wait, what, what was it? Like you said, wait, did he actually work for the government or was that something that he's making up? And then the thing about that though, is that resolves in the first hour. And that, so I was like, wait, oh, I thought that was the movie. I thought it's the whole time. And then twist. Hey, we, he, he has schizophrenia. None of this was real. So the fact that they resolved it in the, in the middle of the film. <laughs> and then they decide like, and they're like, we're going to we, ride it out now. We got an hour left to give you. I was like, yo, what do you have in store for me? My guys, like, what is the plan here? Cause we've already decided he's on his own, you know, he's off. And it's. The thing is, though, when you read about this guy, that is maybe the most accurate description of what happened to this dude. Like he <laughs> does straight up just like it goes, it, it runs off the deep end in about 63. And then in 94, he wins the Nobel Prize and he's kind of just hanging out at Princeton during that time. So it is like true to the they didn't embellish that part. But it is, like I said, the fact that the big twist happens in the middle once again yeah it's like, a it's a bold choice that they made for films i think it makes sense in a biography because you know it's a biography and it's a life it story but we can talk so about something that is fantastic and amazing monsters inc nick this movie rules top to bottom i had a great time i was laughing there's so many small details Catherine and i paused it to read the newspaper full of funny stuff i finally saw the nemo that's in it nice because this is for i looked this up it's the fourth of the Pixar movies that come out. So it's, it goes Toy Story 1, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, and then Monsters, Inc. So this is what's kind of interesting to me, especially thinking about that, where they are now, what they've done, how much hinges on these movies, right? Mm -hmm. If Monsters, Inc. fails, if it's not as good as it is, we don't have Pixar anymore, right? They're, nope, they're probably- No Nemo. They're no living Ratatouille. movie to movie. Yeah, they're at this point living movie to movie. They are, well, like, yes, they're, they're already obviously working on Nemo and they have things, go these movies take two to three years to make. You know, if Monsters, Inc. fails, they are going, there's, they're going to get shut down by Disney. Disney's going to say, fine, we'll take some of the best animators, but we're going to close this operation, right? It's like, you can tell how much they wanted this movie to be good and it, and it, and be great. And it is story front to back. There's no, there's like no holes. There's nothing that like, as someone they managed who- to have children's laughter and children's crying, two sounds I cannot stand, in the right amount. Yeah. It's a delicate balance to play with these sounds. And it's funny, like, as, as someone who, you know, as I'm watching this movie and I'm trying to come up with, like, things to, like, joke about and come up with, like, okay, what are some holes? What are some things we can punch at? Monsters, Inc. is, is, is airtight, huh? They do not waste a single second of your time. There is not a moment there where I'm just like, do we need to do this? Is this, they're like, no, no, no. Hey, here's Sully, Boo, and Mike the whole time. Like, yeah. there's not side characters. There's not things you don't care about happening. It is happening. Everything is like, everything you want to be happening happens. And then the little girl says, Mike Godowski. And it's the, it's, there's, I really, I don't think I've ever heard a cuter phrase said in my entire life. I don't know if they, if that was just serendipitous that like they had already named the character Mike Wazowski. So when they had the voice actress come in, and do the voice <laughs> if they were like, could you say Mike Wazowski but like a kid and she gave it like, damn, that's great. Or were that's they like- also, Nick, we got to think about the fact that a one-eyed scary monster's name is Mike Wazowski. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know why. Just a, it's a normal it's name. Oh, I didn't mention this, but it does, it, it, hey, everyone for Spirited Away, there are some things I want to talk about about voice acting. A, incredibly strong cast. B, 
the lady from Hercules is there. Yeah. And it's so nice. But also the girl who plays the main the main protagonist, um Sen. Sen. That was Samara from the ring, y'all. <laughs> like, what a career. Oh, and it's also Lilo. It's the same girl who plays Lilo, Sen, and Samara in three years. She's kind of busy three years, back to back to back. Nothing but the hits. Name a run. Name a run that is that diverse. Name it. She deserves an Oscar on those three films happening in sequence alone. That is. She's, she's oh, a teenager. Let's wait, go. I'm sorry. Wait, I'm, I'm so sorry. Cause I did forget. She was in Donnie Darko. She's <laughs> there too. This woman gets done with acting in 2016 because I just feel like she's like, I had the greatest run of all time. I have one of the most insane IMDBs you will find. Fine. That's what I want to find. We need to get it. We need to bioengineer an actor, right? From the ground up. Perfect yeah. actor, actress, whatever. Make them perfect. But we're not out here trying to get Oscars, our Grammys, or any of that shit. No, we're going to get them out here and we're going to make from the ground up the best IMDb you could possibly have. I want people to go to IMDb and shit bricks. No way that this is all the same person. I'm saying, I don't know how it worked. I don't know how the filming worked for any of this. Obviously, but I'm just saying it's not illogical to assume that while she's doing the voice for either Sen, a tiny, you know, a 10 year old girl who's just trying to, like, get back to her parents or Lilo, someone who has lost her parents and has gained an alien that she's going from one set. She's going from doing that in the booth, to then being like the next day, like, OK, so wait, so am I so I'm going to be soaking wet. <laughs> in the in this well and i have to how do you want me to come out of the tv again is backwards it backwards on my hands yeah. like the, is this an exorcist situation yeah like there are professional actors who couldn't handle the balance daniel day lewis does one film at a time because he can't hack it dude I'm don't saying, get me started on <laughs> i'm just saying this this young girl is hands down one of the greatest actresses of a generation and, and and just nonstop, full stop. That's all I wanted to say about her. I, I just wanted to, we started talking about voice work and I was like, I need, I was like, I knew there was one thing I wanted to mention about Spirited Away. Recognize. Rec yeah, game, recognize game. What a veteran, way to go. Back to Monsters, Inc. though. Yeah, you have, A, I mean, once again, just voice cast is incredible. A Beautiful Mind is just, it feels like the thing was though, like while I'm watching A Beautiful Mind and already knowing the twist, I'm like, oh, so Ron Howard watched Fight Club and said, I could win an Oscar for this. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait. This. Weird ha like plot twist that the that the person is, is seeing people. Yeah, I could I could I could do that better. I could make this, I could make this happen. I went into Beautiful Mind because I remember watching it in like high school math, which isn't the best way to watch it. Because first of all, you don't care because you're in school and it's split up between like three periods. So yeah. who knows what's going on? I sat and watched this front to back and I loved this film. I had a great what? time watching this. Dude, you know, dude, I liked it. I was having a good time. I remember. So, you know, once again, Cody and I, as you mentioned, we're texting and Cody texted me like throughout this week. Dude, we picked some good movies. We picked some good movies. And I'm like, and I didn't watch Beautiful Mind until last night, mind you. So... I watched Beautiful Mind and I was like, weird Cody didn't say anything about this. I I'm did. Assuming I said we no, picked some good movies. That's the thing. That's when I had to realize, oh, he meant all of them were good movies. Dude, I've never seen a movie that made me want to watch Big Bang Theory more. Like, 
if you enjoy someone playing a genius who is awkward with people. It's not about that, dude. It was about the relationship with his wife that I liked. The way he well handled his kid. I like the way that he, the way he had the way he drowned his child. You yes, know? not because I didn't like that he did. Or do you that. mean I the, the way fake kid in his brain? Do you mean the fake kid who he clearly loves, but not his own son? That's what I'm saying. That's what I liked about the movie. The way you, the way it was, he was, dude. Fucking Russell Crowe did such a good job in this movie. I do have to say that. Dude, no. I was bought in the whole time. Dude, I the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like, I, I'm so certain that the act, I can't remember, it's uh, Jim something. But whoever plays Sheldon in Big Bang Theory, they just gave him this movie and were like, but be funnier though. Do what he's doing. He wasn't like that at but, all. But be funnier. Yes, dude, they are synonymous characters. Those two are family members. They are of the same tree, dude. That all <laughs> that dude is, 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 is like I because I know the timeline, I can't say that he's doing Sheldon, but I'm telling you, the guy who does Sheldon learned how to do it from Russell Crowe. That's what I'm saying. But the whole time, did you, did you not I just, like this movie? No. <laughs> no. I, I liked dude, it a this, lot. The things I liked were that like a I want to give it up to the set design team. Like, I'm like, yo, this looks like the fit. Way to go. Feel really good about the set design. At no point, if this is a movie about mental health, this is not a good way. This is not a great message where it's like, just go off your meds and try harder. Oh God, I don't think it's a movie about mental health. I don't think so. But I'm just saying as someone who like, if I was, if you're going through schizophrenia, which sounds terrible and trying, (laughs) this movie's just like, yo, you just have to get off your meds and fall in love. And I don't Dude, like that. That Yeah, that's a I bad would, message. I would skip that. I would skip over that part. Go off your meds and try harder is basically what he does. Yeah. And it, I guess get it off works. your meds and fall in love. Like, the you scene can get through where anything. You can get through anything that's going on in your mind as long as Jennifer Connelly's there. As long as Which Jennifer- also might be true. She did save the kid from the labyrinth. So that once again, Jennifer Connelly does great in this. I The scene where he's kind of admitting, he's like, hey, I- I know I'm crazy. I, I finally am willing to admit that. I'm finally willing to say that whatever I'm seeing is not real. But here's the deal. I can't go back on the medication because I don't feel like myself. I can't do what I want to do, which is fine. Hey, I by can't the way, do my good math. That's a normal That's a normal experience for people on medication. I, I understand that part. But what happens next is that Jennifer Conley just grabs his hand and like is like puts it on her body and is like puts it on her head first. Like this is real. And then puts it on her heart but kind of right on her boob and it's like this is real and i was like yo i am not prepared for a weird sex scene right now <laughs> let's almost killed their kid he's about to have she's about to like, have sex and he's about to have a threesome it's gonna be yeah <laughs> my charles hobson uh, <laughs> uh, that being said I'm, I'm not getting I'm, monsters Inc. okay i did thank like you. this movie a lot but i'm it- sorry i it was once again everybody we haven't said this yet but as a reminder this was the winner this is the Oscar-winning best film of 2001, and it made me realize like why the Oscars are a f- joke, dude. I will uh, okay. I'll say with you, I don't think it should have won best film, obviously, because I didn't pick it for best film. I do think it was a good movie. I, I didn't think, regret watching it. I think what happened after many scenes, as I'm watching this movie, I can imagine Ron Howard yells "cut," and the and the actors, whoever's in the scene, look at each other and just go. That was great acting. <laughs> that was like acting. they, they like they just look at each other and go, "That was acting." 
and like end the scene. Like Christopher Plummer's in here and he's doing like you can tell there's so many times where they are so pleased with how good they're acting. <laughs> like they are so smug about like, dude, we are fucking nailing acting right now. Everyone in the scene crushing it. Like there's like a little wry smile that you don't always see because the other person's talking. But if you look at it, they're like, you can feel Ron go. Howard radiating pretension throughout the whole movie. Like, and I'm like, yeah, that's how, that's why this movie got the Oscar is because it just, it has, it has good acting. It does. And it has like, it, the thing is, Hey, everyone go watch the trailer again though. Cause that showed up for me after I'm, I'm watching the movie and I'm taking down some notes. So then all of a sudden the trailer for the movie plays, cause I'm just watching it on, on uh, streaming or whatever. Man, they try to sell this as like a weird spy thriller. <laughs> and I just not. I cannot imagine a movie more like if I were if I were of an age, right? If I were old enough to have seen this in theaters and actually wanted to, right? You know, I'm watching my TV shows and all of a sudden a trailer comes up for a beautiful mind. I'm like, damn, Russell Crowe killing it, doing like a little spy thing from the 19 from 1950 spy thing. Yeah, let's get into it. That'd be like if we cut Wizard of Oz up to make a trailer that made it look like a survival horror. Right. Like, like you're just like, that's not what it is. I don't know who made this trailer. I don't know why Ron Howard approved this trailer to be like, that's not what the story is about because it's not, but because everything they use is from the first hour of the film, like, which is an intense, like that is the part that is kind of intriguing, but it is not what the movie is. So I would be sitting there being like, Oh, so we done. That was short. And they're like, no, 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 no. No, we got an hour left. Dog. It's only 1965. My dog. We got to get all the way to 94. <laughs> it's a beautiful train oh man yeah he's um he's not he's also not a, a super cool dude when it all turns out he had an illegitimate son that he's straight up this man like the guy becomes a nurse and he never introduces his the son that you see in the movie is never introduced to his other son because he said i i feel bad that you my nurse son will realize how stupid you are compared to my real son. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he's like, why didn't you become a doctor? He's like, I didn't want to. I wanted to become a nurse, which is fine. That's a normal decision. Hey, work-life balance. Do you actually want to care for patients or do you just want to like yeah. solve problems? It's different, right? And he's just like, well, you're stupid. You're very dumb. And like, I didn't read about the actual guy. No, cause... don't. And, and, and that's me ruining it. That's me just trying to be like. Nick, Monsters, Inc. is one. It's okay. okay. It's, it's this movie can't hurt you anymore. I it's can't it can't hurt you. It anymore. did its damage. Okay, so we have Lord of the Rings going up against Monsters Inc. Where are you at right now? Like, where are you? Because I here's my thing, Cody. Is that I feel I'm concerned that whatever happened with you and Monsters Inc. is so powerful <laughs> that I that I'm wondering is it worth talking about. Or is it worth discussing? Are we about to have a conversation? I think we or... are. We're about to have a conversation. Okay. But here's the starting point that we have to work with. Monsters, Inc. is half the length of Lord of the Rings. And I would say it gets just as much feeling and stories in that time. There is no wasted time in Monsters, Inc. I would argue plenty of wasted time in Lord of the Rings. And I get they're doing it on purpose to set the mood and the scene. And you get these sprawling land shots and you get at least 35 minutes of them rowing boats. And that's great. Row them boats, dude. dude row them boats. It's so much boat. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. They, they the, last, the last 40 minutes of the movie, 25 of them is just in boats silent. Silently in boats. Because New Zealand's gorgeous. 
And they New had, and, they, and they're not going to show a lot of New Zealand coming they, up. They should have just put a wash over the screen that said, like, visit New Zealand. Just at yeah, that like, straight up. You're just like, yo, this, all of this? <laughs> all of it? All Even of the it? ball rug? I love the idea that Peter Jackson is like, hey, you know, like someone's like, hey, we, we're going to, we're going to make a, the, we're going to do the Lord of the Rings series. You know, we're going to film the first one. We're going to give you a pretty limited budget. If you do well, we'll give you more money for the next one. And then we'll give you, if that one does well, even more money for the next one. And Peter Jackson countered with, no, I need a lot of money. I'm going to do and, all of them. And I'm going to do them all. And they're like, wait, what? And he was like, that's where, and also I'm going to build an entire town. Like the Shire, that is. I feel like he built multiple towns. He did. He had to build the Shire. Yes. He had to build that one town where they meet Strider at the beginning. He had to build fucking Mordor. I don't know if he like. I don't know what deals he has with the tourism board of New Zealand. I don't know what cut he gets off of people visiting the Shire. Now he went to a product. He went to a student. He went to Warner Brothers and was like, "I need to build the Shire," and they were like, "Couldn't we just do it in CG?" He's like, "Wouldn't work. Not not for what I. Not only that." You, oh my God, I just thought of this. He had to build the Shire twice because he had to build the Shire for the Hobbit size. And then he had to build another version yeah. of the Shire that Gandalf could right. walk around in. Damn. <laughs> oh, and then also we have to go do a scene for Return of the King in the same day, potentially. I don't know exactly how it worked, but I'm just saying it is something that is, as you're watching it, it feels epic. The whole time I'm watching Lord of the Rings, I just can't get over the fact of just like, how big all this feels like like it feels big but it does it le- <sighs> no but huge. i would say it feels robust but does it teach you the power of a child's laughter Nick? <laughs> I, answer the fucking question i i don't think so okay um what does monsters inc teach us about the power of a child's laughter here's the thing that i feel is concerning is in the fiction that they set up monsters coming out of closets are scary that makes sense to me so, yeah. But when they transition to that, the monster comes out and does stand up for me every night. <laughs> that's more insane to me. Like it's only in the last five minutes. And I'm happy they get to it. It's great. It's wonderful. I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying that in the, like, as I'm watching it and thinking about the idea of a monster, like popping out of my closet to be like, you want some jokes? <laughs> I got some I got some jokes for you. And then me being like, like explain to your parents, like, <laughs> leave the leave the closet open. I got a guy coming out to tell me like, <laughs> who's, in, who's in there. Wait, what? He comes every night. Maybe what maybe that is what imaginary friends are that we're thinking of. When people have those imaginary friends and your kids laughing in the other room and you go in there, that's what it is. I how old do you assume Boo is when Three? Sully? You think Two? she's only no when boot when Sully finishes the door? Oh, six or seven because she sounds a little older. She sounds just a little bit older, but there is a part of me that's like, what if it was like she's like thirteen? That's what I was saying. And then she he like pops. She's like the f-, like the fact that the movie doesn't end with the fuck is is it's a missed opportunity. It's it's fine. The movie ends great. It's delightful. I just uh, the the beat where she's like the. Fuck are you like? Oh, I thought I imagined you. Oh, I there's thought no, I was. There's no slapstick comedy in Lord of the Rings. Uh, there's mean, no there, electric there's, cars. There's some with your your Pippins and your yeah. Well, because oh they, yeah, the Pippin and Mary have plenty of slapstick. Pa- cars. Yeah, Pippin and Mary are gonna do that for you. Uh, electric cars. Well, we don't need them because they're using horses, so they're even le- they're even more eco friendly. So go fuck yourself if that's where you want to take that. 
They're even more. Well, who needs electric cars if you got 25 minutes of them in a boat silently rowing? I also the the conceit that the problem is that they're not scaring enough kids because kids just don't aren't scared anymore. It is one of those things where like it's because they're clearly trying to like compare it to oil, right? It is having a conversation with the audience about like we should find a new resource. Yeah, this thing is bad. We're, we're it's not going to work forever. We should really think about anything else that might be helpful. Really messing with capitalism and talking about that, which I appreciate. But I want to know who these kids are when half of the monsters that come out aren't just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, like also half the monsters aren't getting any scared. If I, I'm a grown ass man, if a monster comes out of my closet in the middle of the night, I'm making sounds. Yeah, why aren't we? We can scare adults too. I don't like, I feel like that should have been the other part of the conversation. Like, well, should we try scaring adults then? Like, if we're running out of children, would adult screams be better? Do you think they're afraid that the adults are strapped up? Because you know, I got that thing on me, dude. I mean, maybe I get, I mean, how do you know until you try though? You know, how do you know? (laughs) Maybe they did. Maybe Maybe one monster came back, shot up. I, I guess, you know, I, I only saw Monsters University once, and that might have been a part of the history class when they're like, why don't we scare adults? Because we, oh, you don't recall what happened? I I know what you're thinking. I loved Monsters, Inc., but I think it's Lord of the Rings, the best movie this year. I I mean, I, I agree. I, I think especially knowing that we get the two after it, because I'm going to watch them. I'm going to watch the trilogy now, which sucks because I don't have time for that shit. Yeah, once again, though, I really recommend either being sick or hungover because that's what happened. That's the last time I, I, when I rewatched the movies recently, I just started right at two towers. Cause I was like, I don't think the first one really has much to offer. Cause once again, in my brain, the first one ends pretty much with them saying, and now we are the fellowship of the ring, but there's like an hour after that. <laughs> there's so much more time. I like, and a lot happens and in also- that hour. <laughs> It's I'm an glad that they amount. say that too. I'm glad they stand up and say, we're the fellowship of the ring. And I love it in the second one where they say, look at these two towers. Tower. <laughs> and Aragorn, when he stands up, like glad the king returned, they like slap him, say it the other way. <laughs> yeah, I guess they get a lot in Lord of the Rings. I think it was the best movie of 2001. It changed yeah. the game. It ushered in nerd movies, nerd culture. Dude, It. the only thing that it didn't usher in was people being horny for Elijah Wood. Like, everyone got super horny for Orlando Bloom, which is fine, which is fine. But I'm over here looking at Elijah Wood's eyes the whole movie, which changed colors, which they don't, I don't know why that, that was a decision they made with CGI. Why were we not hornier for Elijah Wood? I don't think it's, I don't think Elijah Wood makes people horny. It made me, I was like, dude, I was in. I think you can get lost in his eyes. I get that. He's got beautiful blue eyes. They're very nice. But like, he's not a being of pure sexual energy. Why is, but why is, why is Legolas? Like, here's my, here's my thing. Aragorn, that's, I'm all in. Why is Orlando Bloom? Yeah. Why is, no, not why is Orlando Bloom hot? Yeah, why is Legolas? Yep. Yep. Nope. We're not having the conversation. Why is Orlando Bloom hot? Because he's hot. I'm saying, why is Legolas hot? Because everything about, if you met, just everyone erase Legolas from your brain real quick. But if I told you, you met, you're out and about in public, and you meet a man who is 6'4", pale, with blonde, white hair, wearing all white. You're going to tell me that that got, that, that that gets your juices flowing? If you had to compare his face to a famous actor, who whose face would it look like? <laughs> I'm trying to envision it, Nick. I'm saying, I, Nick, it what, whose face does this look like? Kind of looks a little bit like Orlando Bloom. Yeah, he can get it, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just did Are not. Are you kidding me? He looks like Orlando Bloom. Day, 
I remember I remember watching it at the time and hearing the the conversation around how horny Orlando Bloom made people. And I was expecting, I was hoping as an adult, I would maybe understand a little bit better. I was maybe hoping that some of that, you know, internalized misogyny and homophobia would, would has gone away. And now I can just appreciate this beautiful man. There, I, to this day, do not, I get Orlando Bloom, but they make him look bad. I'm saying the, the Pirates movies do a great job with my boy. They make my boy real pretty in those movies. He's wearing his little flowy shirt. They do a good job with Vigo Mortensen in these movies, dude. Vigo can get. get That's the thing. Vigo, Gimli. I feel like Gimli is hotter than Legolas in this movie. I think they're all bringing some heat. I'm saying I would take. I would take most of the Fellowship before I get to Legolas. If I've got to hook up with the Fellowship, Legolas is like he's like last in the train. Is what you're saying? I might put him before Gandalf, but that's maybe me just being ages, and I got to work through that. Yeah, I've got some feelings. Well, let's lock in Lord of the Rings, and we can think about this. We will too. If you have an idea for a bracket, in your train of who in could your get train it, of who could get it from the Lord of the Rings franchise, you lose first know. and last. Yeah, what's that? What's that order looking like for you? You know, I mean, we uh, could do that bracket if you, you can do Mary and Pippin as a duo. By the way, you don't have to separate. That is a that is a pair, and I get that. You can put yeah. those two together if you want to just double team that. Shout, Lord of the Rings, you did it. You did it. Two thousand one. 2001 is this vindication for not winning best film i think it is this has got to be bigger than the oscars i'll send elijah wood i got you i got an award coming for you we got hella awards a lot of yeah we uh our award is it is it's kind of cute it's a little boat in a bottle it is like that's what we we send out so uh we'll send that your way uh to the whole team uh besides you orlando bloom because you you ended up with katie perry so like life didn't pan out that bad for you i'm being honest so you're fine well, thank you all so much for joining us on, once again, much like the epic adventure of The Lord of the Rings. You have followed us all the way here, and we appreciate you. And thank you for uh, listening to this. If you could do us a favor, though, taking you on this journey ourselves, basically putting you on our backs uh, and carrying you, you could go and rate and review this podcast uh, wherever you're listening to it. Give it those five stars. We'd appreciate that. And then make sure you're subscribing so that way these episodes are showing up in your feed. Absolutely. Follow us on all of our social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just look up at Friendly Comp Pod. If you want to tell us who can get first and last place on your train, just email us at FriendlyCompetitionPodcast at gmail.com. Send us art about you getting a train ran on you to Nick. He would love to see it. <laughs> I will give, I will, first person to send me the train their their train their lord of the rings train that's a hundred dollars venmo give me your at that's a venmo guarantee you that's a hundred bucks for your art you did you did a lot of work and i'd love to see what you need real art though none of the stick figure shit i want to see some work don't ai it i will find out i will type in i'm gonna type in all of the different combinations of fellowship of the ring train being ran on me so that way i know what the what the bots are thinking so this got to be original hand-drawn shit but if it is, it's 100 bucks cash in your Venmo. Shout out to Charizard for that intro outro music. You want to hear more of this stuff, head over to Bandcamp. Type in Charizard, replace the vowels with sixes. That is it, folks. Like I said, it, we're back to the normal stuff. We're back to doing a regular season on Monday. But until then, I've been Nick Carey. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat. <laughs> <laughs>